Welcome to Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. Hello, everybody. Chris here. Another episode of Kickback with Chris, the martial arts podcast, is finally with us. Um, so yes, this whole <laughs> this whole not recording podcasts thing at the minute. Okay, uh, let's just get it out of the way. Um, I'm not going anywhere. Don't worry. I know people have been asking. Um, essentially, I'm having to just prioritize life at the minute. Um, I. I Whereas the podcasting is um, something I do take seriously, um, it is very, very time consuming. And um, it's just meaning that at the minute I'm just having to just just wind it back a little bit. Um, for me, the, the, the biggest part of running this podcast is um, trying to coordinate all the interviews with the different people. And yes, there are thousands of people out there to interview but often with people being abroad and people having jobs obviously um trying to coordinate it to sort of the times match up is 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 a tricky business it really is and at the minute with a little baby at home and you know the considerations around that to consider you know it's just meaning that i'm I'm having to just scale things back just a smidgen just a smidgen but we are still going to have a show we are still going to show alas no guest but we are still going to be discussing some topics. Um, a few things, or a couple of things that, that people have actually mentioned themselves. Uh, a little bit of news. And of course, our obligatory chat with Mr. Matthew Chapman, which is already recorded in the can and ready to go. Um, so, actually, on that subject, a bit of news, hot off the press. Um, some of you may have seen, as I am recording this, it is actually 37 minutes old, this news. Um, that uh, there is going to be a uh, Mitmaster Open Seminar in London on the 2nd and 3rd of May of this year. And as well as Matthew Chapman and a host of other people that are going to be teaching there as well, so am I. Um, so, if you, but no, joking aside, if you've been along to one of my workshops in, in the past and you enjoy it and you want to come along, I'm going to be there alongside Matt and the other instructors. I'm going to be teaching um, some of my uh, online kicking tutorial systems. So, um, going through some of the conditioning drills and the pad drills and obviously the kicking drills and that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a good time. So if you're interested in that, they're actually um, doing uh, pre-order on the tickets so you can get them cheaper. So if you head over to mitmaster.com, it's just post- Matt's just posted an advert on there. So um, go on there and check it out. Oh, one quick one as well. Um, we will actually be talking about this in the chat with Matthew later on for our match chat. Uh, and that was actually recorded before the announcement of my participation. So if you were just talking about it and were sort of skirting around the whole topic of me being involved, it's because it hadn't been announced yet. So I wasn't sure when that recording was going to be used. So obviously we couldn't talk about it at the time, but now we can. So there we go. Let's just get that out of the way. So a um, couple of topics that were raised sort of over the Christmas period, actually. As, as many of you will know, I've not been using Facebook very much uh, because of the nice people at Facebook putting a temporary restriction on my account because of some not very nice people that I suspect run another podcast that decided to um, 
flag some of my posts. Thanking you guys, of all posts to flag, thanking you guys for supporting my podcast. So anyway, as we all know, it's the martial arts industry. There are idiots out there. Um, enough said on that for now. So uh, yeah, I've not been using Facebook very much. Um, so obviously it's kind of restricted the usage for people submitting questions and, and, and topics, suggestions and all that sort of stuff. But these are two that have come through the fabulous Facebooks. Um, so one thing that, that came up, a topic of discussion, and it's that time of year where people are keen to promote their schools and their arts and what it is that they do, which is great. But one thing that I often see, which... How do I how do I professionally phrase it? I can't. It just does my head in. That's the best phrase for it. Does my head in? Is when you see people using traditional arts or bashing traditional arts as a means to validate why their system is relevant. Why do people do that? And this is this is actually a subject that's been um, suggested a couple of times in the past. And um, not that I've dodged it. I think we've actually discussed it in different in a different way in the past, but um, I, I happened to see somebody um, uh, posting a video. Actually, they were posting a video, and and unfortunately, um, obviously for legal reasons, because um, I quite like having my house and my car and all that sort of nice stuff. Um, I'm not going to say who it is or specifics of what they were talking about, but. Let's just say that they posted a video um, dis- discussing the relevance of their own system on the basis that it isn't traditional. And I just found that a really sort of crappy thing to do. Uh, I'm trying not to use naughty words as much because iTunes don't like it. The people at Apple are very anti-sweary. So just trying to use slightly more relaxed phrasing. Um but yeah, you know, this guy posted a video saying my system is brilliant because it's not a traditional system and they're too rigid and blah blah blah. And you know, I just think, wow, dude, if look, if you don't like traditional arts, that's fine. Don't do them. But there are millions of people out there that do get something from them. And you know, I think what we need to keep in mind as well and this isn't to say that traditional arts aren't relevant to this, but I think it's fair to say that some people get into them because of what I'm going to say. Not everybody gets into martial arts to ultimately end up in the ring or in the cage fighting. It's very fair to say. Some people do enjoy the traditional elements, the cultural elements of martial arts, not just the physicality of it, the fighting side. Yes, that is arguably the main point of it. And, you know, I am one of those people that is really keen to get their students sparring and, you know, uh, going through that whole process of working contact techniques. I think it's very important. But there are people out there that don't like that or don't want to do it as much or simply. And that's not to say that traditional arts are contact based before anyone gets their knickers in a twist. I'm not saying that. But... I think it's fair to say that you know the traditional arts have more elements to them. So whether it's the forms or the set sparring or the other areas within those arts that mean that sparring doesn't have to be the be-all and end-all, that 
the the people that that want those areas do tend to go gravitate more towards those traditional arts. You know, so you know, if you think your the art that you've created or the art that you train in or teach is fantastic, don't use the traditional arts to make your art relevant or bashing. Should I say actually reset that? What I should say is don't bash traditional arts as a means to make your art relevant because that is it just. It's just a crap thing to do. It really is. If your art's great, it's great. And people will like it because they like it. They, they, you don't need to have a sideways dig at something else just to make your system sound better. It, it, it's, a, it's just a crappy thing to do. And, and, I, and you know, I, if you see someone do it, call them out for it. That's what I would say. Anyway. Um, okay, so the next one I wanted to discuss briefly... Well, I say briefly. Do I do briefly? I don't know if I do, to be honest. Uh, and this is a bit of a contentious one, I know. Um, people are going to be um, agreeing with me, shouting at me, metaphorically speaking. Um, and it's just the way it is. It's just a subjective thing. And it is that one of martial arts and business. Now, people who know me, who have listened to this podca- podcast for long enough, will know I have no issue with people making money from teaching martial arts i think there's there's nothing wrong with that and if and and if you think there is something wrong with that then i think you really 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 need to do a little bit of digging into the history of martial arts and um you know how how it's worked since day dot there's always been some sort of a um payback system student to instructor um and you know I, I, there, there is absolutely nothing wrong with making money from teaching martial arts but i think what there is wrong is the way that some people go about it or prioritize different elements and this is one one of those areas that um several people had suggested as an area for discussion so for me what it for me what it comes down to is you know i will see um okay so basically the 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 way it was raised with me was people were saying do do i feel that um standards have dropped as a result of people pushing the business side of martial arts more um and I th- this is one of those awkward yes and no answers because there is or there are should i say more martial arts schools out there than ever before which means you're going to have a wider spectrum of um schools i'm really struggling for words today because anybody that's had a new baby will know you get very little sleep and very little sleep in my case affects your ability to find words that or it's the fact that i'm getting old or a combination of the two Anyway, I digress. Um, <laughs> if I do any large pauses, it's because I'm trying to find flipping words. Oh my goodness me! So um, yeah, there's a there's a larger pool of of arts out there now, which I think there are. Well, looking at it anyway, there are there are far 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 more higher quality schools with great standards, but unfortunately, there are also far far more really poor, low quality guff based schools out there as well and you know that that's not great obviously is it um and you 
have seen, unfortunately, um, this is in my opinion anyway, uh, some very, very successful businesses that teach martial arts that their standards are really not great. Now, before anybody decides to send me a crappy email, you know, I'm not saying that I teach or, or run a school with the best standards in the world. Absolutely not. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying, though, is that I teach to the best of my ability and I expect the most from my students and I don't there's no give on that you know we have a a large cross cross section of students you know we don't have people coming to us exclusively for competition training whereas some schools that is the very heart of what they do so they have a a huge talent pool of competitive high level fighters and, and martial artists I get people that come in for all sorts of reasons which means that there's a large cross section of ability and standards to a degree but what I will say is that I push everybody to the to the best of my ability and to the best of their ability. And I guess what I'm saying is not all schools do that. Um, you know, I, I run what I like to feel is a martial arts business, not a business that provides martial arts. And I think... You know, you might be scratching your head going, well, what's the difference of that then? And I think it, it depends on what your priority is. My priority is the martial arts and then the business. Some people, it's the business and then the martial arts. And I think that's where some tend to fall down a little bit on this one, you know, and... Um, it's a slippery slope, um, you know. And as I say, there's nothing wrong with you being very business savvy and using clever techniques. But at the end of all of that, the end product, so to speak, you know, the classes you're teaching, the art you're teaching, has to be there has to be a good. How do I phrase this? I don't want to say standards because it's not necessarily the right way to phrase it. Um, yeah, you, you know, you have to be, you have to set out to do your best for the people that are in your uh, that are in your school. Now, my own experience, just very, very recently, and this is where for me, this is the difference between a martial arts business and a business teaching martial arts. This is just, and and, and some people might go, well, what's wrong with that? You know, and that's great. You know, that's. I suppose that's the cool thing about this sort of stuff being subjective. But for me, I feel personally it says a lot. And maybe I'm just too old school. Maybe I'm a bit of a dinosaur for thinking this. But I've had students, and I say students, all right, we'll say, let's say people. I've had people come to my school and they've said, um, oh, um, Billy, my little Billy is training at XYZ school up the road. And we want to bring him to you. Can we have a trial? And I I always, in those situations, turn around and say, is Billy still training with Master? If that's what they call them. I don't use the phrase Master. And if you do, fine, but I just don't use it. Are they still training with Master or Mr. or Miss, whoever it is? And they turn around and say, yes, we're still training there. I will always turn around to those those people and say, could you go and discuss that with your instructor first, please? You know, because you're still actively training there. You're still one of their students. 
you know, um, before I book you into a trial, I think it's 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 correct that you go and speak to them about this. Now, some of you might be listening to that and going, well, that's crazy. Don't bother doing that. What, what's it to do with you? But I, I just think it's the right way to do it. I just think that's the martial arts element, the ethical element of it. You know, um, I wouldn't want to be perceived to be in some way trying to coerce or talk a, somebody else's student into joining my school. Now, if they come in to me and they say, oh, yeah, Billy used to train at XYZ school up the road. And we'd like to bring him to you now. Could we have a trial? That's fine. If they've left, that's fine. But as I I only, very recently, with my own school, you know, I had a parent take their child for a trial at another school for reasons that we won't go into on a podcast, obviously. But they took their child to another school while they were still enrolled in my school. This other school knew this. Absolutely, I know they do. Absolutely, I know they do. And they allowed them in for a trial. Now, again, some of you might go, well, what's wrong with that? That's just... Yeah, okay, it's just business. But that's the thing. Is it a business providing martial arts or is it a martial arts business? And if you're the latter, in my own humble opinion... Man, again, maybe I'm a dinosaur. Maybe you don't agree with this. If you don't agree with this, send me an email. Put your name in it, though. Don't be one of those people that puts fake names in just to send snipey emails. Just put your real name in. Or, or <laughs> I laughably, Facebook message me. <laughs> anyway, I do get I do get Facebook messages still, actually. But, you know, if you don't agree, tell me. But I just feel that if you're, you know, if you're teaching martial arts, if you're an instructor and somebody else's student comes to you whilst they are still a student, whilst they are still paying students and taking part and they are wanting to move to your school i i just feel it's right that that student goes and addresses the situation with their instructor or at least at least lets that person know that they are not going to be training there anymore you know um i i I just think i personally feel that is the right way around it and i think some of those ethics and morals and um they're getting they're getting lost in favour of statistics and numbers, the ability to say, hey, I have 200 students, you know, is becoming more important than, you know, be than the behaving with correct martial etiquette and, 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 and morals. Um, you know, being able to post that photo of your new Mercedes on Instagram because you've got, you've got a super successful school, you know. Yeah, you've got a super successful business, um, you know, but are you are you letting some of those ethics and morals and martial principles? Are you letting some of that slip in favour of your need to have that brand new Mercedes? Anyway, I said I was going to keep this short, and I've ended up going off on a right ramble. But I think you get my point. If you don't agree with me, please do feel free to let me know. That's absolutely fine. And as I said, and I'm going to repeat this a lot, I don't think there's anything wrong with making money from making lots of money from teaching martial arts. Absolutely nothing wrong from it. Become a multi-billionaire from teaching martial arts, for all I care. But do it properly. Don't shortcut, don't sidestep things. You know, still teach quality martial arts and expect the most from your students. Don't sidestep from that. Anyway, I think there's enough on that for now for one day. What we're going to do now is we're going to head over to our near-weekly 
Matt Chat with Mr. Matthew Chapman, who this week we're going to be talking about some principles and things to get you in the mindset for the new year. And I'll catch you on the other side. You're listening to Kick Back with Chris, the martial arts podcast, brought to you by www.onlinekicking.co.uk. For the first recording of 2020, it's the future, guys. Mr. Matthew Chapman, how are we doing? Very good, thank you. Very good. Welcome to 2020, the decade. Very exciting, eh? It's literally the future. Yeah, weird. There are flying cars. Wow, yeah. All that sort of stuff. <laughs> laser laser, laser oh, beams. Sort of yeah. Yeah, it's it's everywhere. It's literally everywhere. Actually, no, what we've... What, we, what we've watched, we used to watch TV and we used to... The future like this and yeah, nothing like... We've got... What have we got? VR. That's about it, right? Well, we've woken up literally with the, to World War Three, haven't we? Within about oh, yeah, four yeah. days of 2020. It's like, let's start shooting missiles at each other. <laughs> let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. Anyway, so... Let's go. 2020, it's, it's fresh start, isn't it? And all that and... and a lot, I know lots of, lots of school owners out there really excited about the start of the year, as they should be, and uh, yeah. hopefully got their plans in place and, and you know, everything's ready to go. Yes. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, starting a new decade is pretty awesome anyway, isn't it? And uh, yes, uh, the January rush is probably in full flow. Have you reopened? Have you started getting the uh, people in after Christmas? Yeah, yeah. We, we Christmas. came back. Yeah, we came back January the sixth of the Monday when the when the, well the Monday I thought the kids went back to school until I realised it was a training day. Um, ah, yeah, but you know that's 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 typical dad stuff, I guess, isn't it? Um, yeah. Oh, you're not going yeah. to school. Why, right, why, okay. Yeah. Why are you why why do you not have your school uniform on? It's a training day, Dad. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, yeah, but we we opened on this on the the Monday. Um, to be fair. Uh, I'll be honest here. I had done a lot of. I, I'd filled my um, new pad training class, the pad blast class for the adults. I'd already nice. pre-filled those before Christmas. I've got Great. all those slots done. Um, and then, as everybody is aware, uh, you know, around the beginning of December, plans took a little bit of a diversion. So yes. um, I, I, I didn't put any any anything into the business at all. Um, I just yeah. didn't have the headspace or the time to do it. So yeah. um, I kind of came into the first week back in a bit of a weird place, but. This is the really cool thing. Unlike the dark ages of, you know, when you had that moment of, uh, oh, I'm, I'm losing members. I need to panic. I'll go and deliver 6,000 leaflets and make <laughs> something to happen. Those days have kind of gone a little bit now. And, and you shouldn't, no one should ever do this. But I, I, I threw, I threw, I think about 60 quid at an advert on Facebook and I filled on my bookings next week. There you go. Why should they do that though? What's wrong with that? Because it's like delivering six thousand leaflets. Well, it's just as bad, really, because I could have thrown sixty quid of that advert and nobody booked, and then I would have had no bookings next week. It's just, it just so happened that you know it it worked for me, Um, and and I think it does generally speaking work, doesn't it? It's just you you don't want to be that undisciplined and that lacking in planning to leave it. Till the week before to run an advert on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, okay, I see what you're saying. No, bad ideas, bad Chris, bad Chris. Bad me, but 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 it, it, you know it kind of saved me. You know, I knew that. It, I think the, the the thing with it is, is you've got to be willing to spend on it, haven't you? You can't be like, oh, I'll put a fiver on it. And no, six yeah. people see it. Um, no, you know. yeah, it's all about reach. It's about how many people who who, who see it. It's all the percentages, isn't it? You know, if ten thousand people see it, maybe a hundred are interested, of which fifty will get in contact, of which twenty will turn up. Yeah, you've got to be putting uh, enough money on it to get enough reach, so enough people see it, so you find the right people in your local area. 
Yeah, so I've had people instructors say, I tried Facebook ads, they don't work. I put two pound on and I didn't get anything. <laughs> Seriously, this is what one guy said to me. I said, you put two pound on an ad. How is, is that even possible? He's like, yeah, I didn't get anything. I'm like, well, no, because only 50 people probably saw your ad, if that. So, yeah, you've you can't, got to you, you can't go on the bus for two quid these days. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> he wouldn't put two pound on leaflets, would he? It's just that like, people... People experiment and they think they can just go in at the lowest price possible. You've got to be willing to spend a bit. And marketing budget is the amount of money you're willing to spend to learn something. Exactly, exactly. You know, and I, I knew that, look, I knew if I put, I think I put 60 something on it anyway, I knew that I'd get it back. You know, even if only, yeah. I knew that at least one person exactly. would join, you know, and there'd be a uh, joining fee. And, uh, yeah. you know, within a month or so, they've paid it back. So it's like, yeah. you know. Yeah, you, exactly. Uh, so you've, you've got to be willing to do it. But a lot of instructors, the, see, the problem with Facebook ads is if you're not very good at them, they don't work. True. So if you're like, let's go into Facebook. If your uh, audience that you select is wrong or not large enough, it doesn't work. If you use the wrong image or an image that's not attractive to your customer, it doesn't work. If you put the wrong words in the Facebook ad, doesn't work. Mm. Uh, so it's not like you can just throw money randomly at Facebook and suddenly you uh, you you get uh, the inquiries. You do have to actually spend a bit of time, spend a bit of money, get it wrong a few times before you kind of figure it out or get training on it, you know, and get good at it. Exactly. Uh, you know, you, you, I mean, it'd be, I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm just say, I'm about to say something and I thought, actually, I wonder if I might try it and see what happens. What's you that? Know, just, just get like a random um, stock image of a, of a martial arts person, just like yeah. a crappy one. Um, yeah. And just put, my martial arts is well good. Put £100, <laughs> put £100 on it. Put hundred pounds on it and boost it to your local area and just see what happens. Just... I think I think we should do that. I'll chuck in fifty quid, dude. But, <laughs> but don't blame me when they turn up at your school and they're psychos. It's not my fault. It's your idea. <laughs> yeah, true. But you'll, you'll attract a certain person with that ad because certain people speak like that. So yeah, it'll probably work. Yeah, that's well good. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth a go, mate. It's worth a go. Oh, so anyway, the start of the year, start of new things. Have, have you got anything anything new going on in your sort of martial arts well, world? Well, yeah, this is going to be a bit of a controversial one, possibly. But me, who sold my school and then swore I'd never teach another class in my life, has now started teaching a kickboxing class at a local craft school. But, but I want to qualify this. There is a reason. Okay. Uh, my my wife wants to do kickboxing again to get fit. She's been to a few local kickboxing clubs. She doesn't like how they teach because she's used to my teaching style, obviously. It's not a reflection on them. So uh, she badgered me, persuaded me, pressured me into uh, opening this class at a friend's crab school. So now I'm now teaching a kickboxing lunchtime class on a Monday from now on. So for the next... Wow. But wait... For the next six to nine months while I train up a replacement. So, yeah, back to teaching. And how's that going then? That was weird. It was weird being stood in front of like a class. I don't, seminars are different because everyone's in awe of you at a seminar. Yeah. But 
in the class of people who just don't know you, just staring at you, it was just weird being back in that situation again <laughs> after I swore I'd never do it again. So, exactly. Uh, I enjoyed it, though. I had a really good class. I enjoyed teaching it. They picked up the techniques really nice. It was, it was fun. Um, so I just don't want to, you know, start down the, the slope of, oh, maybe I'll do another class and then we maybe we should do a kid's class and then before I know it, I've built another school accidentally. So yeah six yeah. months max one class done that's it for me i also saw this morning on on facebook um that you're starting a another business as well i believe am i yeah mobile hairdresser mobile hairdresser uh, yes <laughs> i don't know what was going on there <laughs> I, I, i'm too lazy to go to the barbers and to shave my head which is just basically a zero like all around my head done cost me 14 quid in my local barbers just for them basically to go, yeah, done, mate. So I do it myself now with a pair of clippers at home. Problem is, I obviously didn't do the back of my head properly, so it, it looks like I've got alopecia or I don't know. <laughs> it was a mess. It was bad. Go on my Facebook page if you want to see it. And how long were you walking around with that? Like that? 48 hours. <laughs> <laughs> in and out of shops, in and out. Like, like, no one said anything. I even went to, like, a printer's that I used to get all my printing done. Walked in, had a chat with him, walked out, and came back later on to pick up my printing. Walk. No one said anything. I looked. It was just ridiculous. Uh, I've done, you know, I've done the same. I went to opticians a couple of years ago, and um, they put the. And I, 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 last time I went to the opticians, I was I was at school. Right. Um. I'm, I'm one of these. One of these people. It's terrible, really. But I'm like, if it's not broken, then don't pay for someone to mess about with it. So like, I've right. never been back to the opticians. Going to pay for it. So I'm like, well, I can still see my eyes work, but then actually I started having problems. So I thought, well, I'll go and have a full service and all this, blah blah. blah. And they put yeah. these drops in my eyes, and oh, they yeah. neglected to tell me that they were orange. So I went out the rest of the day walking around my local town with orange eyes. Oh, did you? <laughs> No, what are you doing? Orange drops in your eyes. They put. They were orange, and I don't know. It was like a dye. They had something to check right. my eyes or something. Right. Um, yeah, and it was so that it would show up under the light, apparently. But they didn't tell me that. They didn't tell me. Well, these drops. We're going to put some drops in so that you can we can see under the light. Okay, whatever. They didn't tell me they were orange. <laughs> I was walking around with orange eyes for the entire day, and nobody said. Yeah, that's, that's weird. Yeah. That's weird. It's yeah. not good. Anyway, this is just how it works. So. Um, I suppose there's lots of people uh, that have been they've left it. They've, we've, they've left it to the last minute to, to plan and prep things um, for the start of the year. So, uh, uh, is there anything that we could talk about, maybe that can sort of help them out well, a little yeah, bit? I mean, I've been, I've been. See, martial artists really struggle with marketing. I've done a few courses to help them understand marketing, but it it, it can be a confusing, complex sort of system to describe and to get them to fully understand so i've been trying to find ways to simplify like marketing or a plan for getting students and uh i was reading a, a book the other day called clockwork which is about um business and the author had a really good uh an acronym for sort of how to get people into your business and keep them which is acdc yeah. as in the classic band yeah good, band. good music yeah, very good music. I uh, love a bit of ACDC. But the ACDC in this case stands for, the A stands for attract, the C stands for convert, the D stands for deliver delight, and the C stands for continue the relationship. So it's a very 
very, very simple way of looking at your marketing. Like, mm. what are you doing to attract students to your school? So, obviously, you chuck 60 quid on a Facebook ad, and yeah. that was all you needed. But, you know, there's a, a, a whole range of offline and online things you can be doing consistently to attract students to your school. Mm. Um, I, I don't think people have too much of a problem with that, um, but they do have a problem sometimes with converting people when they arrive at the school. Yeah. yeah. So, then it's how good is your conversion process? So, I know like some of the mega schools in in uh, the US I've been to have like a very formalized sales sort of routine that they run through Yeah, where it's uh, like they'll have the person's name on a board when they come along to the class and there'll be someone ready there at seven o'clock to greet them and introduce themselves and then um, take them through a very systematized sort of private lesson and consultation about their needs and uh, an explanation of how they're going to work and what they're going to get and then a, a sales-based sign-up routine now in the uk a lot of gyms you go into or martial arts schools you go into it's kind of like oh you're here for the seven o'clock class yeah jump in the class mate and then after the class you enjoy that yeah good right sign up sign here so I don't know about you, but uh, somewhere in the middle is probably best as a conversion mechanism. Yeah. Not the super sales thing that they have in the U.S. because that turns off a lot of the people in the U.K., doesn't it? We feel like we're being sold to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're just sort of conditioned to working in that that manner, aren't they? I mean, you know, yeah. if I if I go into a shop to look, it's ridiculous though, isn't it? I mean, I've said this before, you know, I'm going in, I'm going into PC world, I'm looking at the laptops, and somebody comes up to me and says, Hello, sir, can I help you? Go away. Not maybe yeah. not that harsh. And then about I don't know, about ten minutes later I'll go and look for that guy. Yeah. Go, oh, <laughs> That's right. Can you help me now, can please? You, can yeah, can yeah, exactly. Whereas over there it's very much more they're open to that. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Come today to look for this, this, and this, and this, and you know, and oh, well, certainly come this way. And uh, you know, it's I think they're a little bit more conditioned, maybe open to. It. I bet they just, are they just nicer people. Ooh. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think so. I just think uh, the the culture is more sales orientated. Yes. Yeah, ours yeah, is more. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the British way of doing things is not to pressure, is it, and not to coerce and to be respectful i think slightly different but um the next c after conversion if you work on your conversion and it's working is obviously to deliver the light to your customers so they keep turning up so uh the light is an interesting word because if you get you know if you teach a good lesson that's all well and good but if you teach a lesson where it's actually delightful which sounds kind of funny but you know people leave super happy their, their needs met um feeling great about your club you know they're more likely to come back the following week and the week after that and yeah. delivering delight doesn't necessarily just mean like what you teach it's how you teach it how you interact with the students before during and after the class uh what processes you have to take care of the student needs you know the relationships you build with the students the amount of care you, it's 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 a big old thing isn't it getting that right yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, one of the ways that I like to gauge with the with the delight thing as well is the interaction between the students and the reception area on the way out with the adult right. classes. I find yeah. the the ones the classes where they've come out um, having enjoyed it and found it high energy. They, they'll stand out. That you can hear them chatting and laughing, and yes. um, the energy is high. 
Yes. Was, don't get me wrong. There are some classes where we'll absolutely destroy them and they'll just crawl out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the ones where they sort of go out and they're a little bit sort of, oh, see you later, bye then. Yeah. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Yes, something. Yeah, exactly. So you can you gauge it, can you? You can also feel it in the class, can you? At the end of the class, like uh, that was a really good one. They're happy. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, the more you teach, and obviously, once you deliver the light, it's about continuing the relationship and building the relationship over time, um, so that they return and continue to return and give you referrals and testimonials and all the things you need to grow your business. So, if you think about each of these things in an ideal business, they're all equal attracting the customers equal attract uh, converting them is equal delivering delight is equal and then continuing the relationship is equal if you look at it in your own business there's probably one or two of those areas where you're a little bit weak yes for sure like are you weak at attracting or are you weak at continuing the relationship or are you yes, weak yes. at conversion you're, you're weak at the ball are you chris no 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 i'm weak. no 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 I'm, I'm weak i'm weak at the continuing relations bit i don't do that very well you know, right. I'm, I'm very much. I, 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 we, we've always had no problem with in the local area with um, attracting students in, right? Uh, and that 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 process and retention's good. Uh, but I, I, I just don't have any time <laughs> in my life for being right. friendly with students. <laughs> you know? well, of course, it's there's barriers that need to be put yeah. because we all know if you're too friendly, they take advantage and. I'm just not very good at it. I'm just not very good at it. You know, right. uh, you know, at the end of the class, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll be like, right, what we've got to do now? Okay, I've got to go and do this, 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 and this, and I'll just go off and do it. And right, I'll, yeah. you know, what I mean, I'm, I'm, I've just always been like that. And, um, I, so what I've done is I've put people in place that are very good at being friendly yes. and chatty, and yes. they want to go and talk to the parents, and they want to go and talk to the students. Exactly. I just, I, I just don't like doing the small talk thing. I don't. I don't right. like. But I've got people that do like doing that. So off they crack, and then you know, and it's, it's a good compromise. No, uh, they, 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 just, they just think I'm, you know, I'm Mr. Jones, the arse that goes and sits in the office. At the end of the class, <laughs> <laughs> it suits me. <laughs> you've got to, in business. It's either you've got to do it, or someone else has got to do it for everything. So if you're in, if that's not your strength and that's not an area that you want to work on, then yeah, you need to have people in place to take care of that. But it's a major thing because if you don't have that, like literally if you finish the class, you retreat to the office, the other staff just disappear as well and people shuffle out. It, yeah. You're not building any sort of long-term relationship with them, are you? So, no, not at all. Yeah. So uh, it's a good, it's a good model ACDC for like figuring out, Oh, actually, yeah, my, attraction part of the model is broken but i'm really good at continuing the relationship because i'm sure there's people out there who are super friendly and super into their students but are not very good at attracting the students in mm -hmm. so it's just about finding which area is weak and then um fixing the weak area continuing with the strong areas and building the business like that so little uh, idea for the people listening as a way of looking at their marketing are they good at attracting, converting, delivering delight, or continuing the relationship? And where's the weakness? I like it. I like mm. it. We're always learning, aren't we? Always, there's always new things to to pick up on. And um, yeah, it's a, it's going to be. I'm I'm looking forward to this year. This for my business anyway. It's going through some change and um, for good reasons. Yes. And, um, yeah, it's my twentieth year this year teaching full time. Oh, is it? And, yes, oh, my twentieth year. It's my fortieth year as a, as a 
as a person on this planet. Um, so, and it's actually my twentieth as a just gone as a black belt as well. So, um, oh wow, that's yeah, cool. Kind of all ties in the synchronicities there. Um, oh, that is that is very cool, isn't it? Are you going to do a little celebration, or is yeah, I'm going to I'm going <laughs> to close the school and move to Spain. No, not nice. really. Um, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. See you later. That's what I'm most sort of... people do around my age when they're schooling us, isn't it? It's like no, um, no, no. no. Um, I don't know. I mean, originally I got something planned. Um, and and then it sort of all sort of changed last year. Obviously, it was quite a you know um, busy period for us. I didn't really get time to think about it. So um, yeah. I may well do something still. I think I'll, I, it it won't be for my birthday because that's in like two, a week or so. Um, right. um, originally, I was going to do it to time with my birthday and everything because it, it it was quite close to I me. Mean, and I did my black belt in ninety nine uh, December the twenty second. Um, so I thought, well, December the 22nd to January 19th is actually pretty close. Um, and so it would have all been very nice. 20 years, 20 years, and 40th birthday. Yeah. Uh, but it's just, we've just not managed, managed to get it sorted in time. But I will oh. still do something. And it, I will still do something. Um, it'll be later in the year. Uh, and I want to do it as a charity-based thing. So um, I'm going to be I've, – I've already spoken to a few school owners about, you know, having a meet-up and discussing the option of using their large facilities to arrange something. Oh, um, cool. Do a, do a big, do a big workshop, a big seminar of some sorts, and all the proceeds will go to charity. So, no, that's um, cool, man. Excellent. I'll come along to that. That'd be great. You're not allowed to come. Oh, okay. <laughs> Please. All right, go on then. Thanks, thanks, dude. Cheers. Appreciate oh, it. You've got. Um, I've seen on Facebook as well. You've got um, a seminar coming up later on in. Was it May time? I believe. Yeah, I'm doing my Mitmaster Super Seminar, which is my big seminar I do once a year. Uh, in Stansted in London, uh, Stansted because it's near the airport, and we have a lot of people flying over from Germany and France to train. Oh wow! That's so that's kind of cool. And other places in Europe. Just think how good this workshop will be this year once you've had all that time practicing teaching every week. Right? Yeah, no, it will be awesome, man. Huh? <laughs> Beginners <laughs> jab cross <laughs> footwork. <yeah. laughs> I'll be I'll be on fire, mate. Don't worry about that. But that, that's good. Every year I get four different, um, no, three different guest instructors to come in. And um, I'm starting to release the names over the next couple of weeks. And, uh, yeah, it's always a great event. 50, 60 people training and learning and hitting pads. It's good fun. So keep an eye out for that if you're into uh, smacking stuff. We will do. We will do for sure. Cool. Well, um, thanks for stopping by and happy new year. Happy new year, mate. And yeah. uh, here's to an awesome 2020. Uh, very exciting. I think this is going to be a good year. Absolutely is. Well, we'll speak next week. All be well. We'll do, matey. Yes. Bye. Brought to you by www.mitmaster.com. As always, a huge thank you to Matthew Chapman for his continued support and input into the show. I really do look forward to my chats with Matt every single week. Um, you know, it's, you guys enjoy the content. I love bringing it to you, and I learn a little bit each week as well, so everyone's a winner. Um, on that subject, please do remember you can always head over to our Facebook group or indeed kickbackpodcast.com, and there's a banner there. If you if you enjoy any of Matt's content, um, please do support the show by buying it through the links there, either the banner or through the various links that we post on social media um makes no difference to you you still get the fantastic content at the same price except that if you use one of our links or go through one of our banners matt very kindly um gives us a small donation back towards the show costs which helps us to keep running thank you very much um so 
in the coming weeks, uh, we have got a number of guests lined up. Now, um, you, I'm not really in a position yet to say for sure who who the guests are going to be. I know, but until I have it all officially signed off, I don't like to say because I don't want to shoot myself in the foot. When I first started out this podcast, I was a very excitable podcaster, and on occasion I would say we were going to be having people on who, well, let's let's just say they decided not to. Um, which, you know, um, was my fault, really. I shouldn't have announced them before I had it signed off. So um, one person that I have been speaking to and that I very much am sure we're going to be having on very, very soon is the creator of our logo. Now, there's a little bit of a story to that logo. It wasn't meant to be the podcast logo. Um, I'm not going to say any more than that, but it is me, by the way. Don't worry. It is actually a picture of, uh, a picture that he drew of me. Um but it was meant for something else originally, and I wanted to get that individual on the show because I thought it would be nice to tie in the history. And this person is actually an um, incredibly successful martial artist and um, based out in Japan, of all places now as well. So that's a, that's a really cool tie-in. So um, we will be speaking to that person very, very soon. I also have, um, it's in the works still, uh, incredibly, shall we say, high-profile um, instructor within the martial arts industry. A very divisive one, very uh, one that's gonna polarize thing people a little bit, um, but that's good because it gets people talking. Um, I have been speaking to them on and off now for for a while, and to me, they seem like a a, a, a top person. Um, very very friendly, very nice, very communicative, very very um, easy to speak to. So it should make for a good interview. And we have one returning guest planned. Um, somebody who, shall we say, was probably one of our more popular guests of 2019. So I'm not going to say any more than that. Some little teasers for you. So fear not, the podcast is not going anywhere. Oh, as well, a big thank you to all the people that picked up our official merchandise t-shirts off the website. Um, thanks for your support, guys. I look forward to seeing you when the weather's nicer, obviously, out and about in those t-shirts at events and things like that as well on the events front obviously as well as the Mitmaster event that I'm going to be at in May um, I'm also going to be at the Southwest show um, later on in the year that's all being confirmed now as well so looking forward to seeing everybody there so that brings us to the end of this week's episode um, I'm hoping to be able to bring another one to you within the next couple of weeks again Thank you for your understanding in the slight delay between each episode. In the meantime, what I would say is if you do have any content um, suggestions, not guest suggestions, but actually content, things you want me to discuss, to ramble on about, to waffle about a bit, then please do send them because it's it's great for me. It means, you know, I get something to think about, go out and research a little bit, have a good think about whilst I'm in the bath or whatever it is I'm thinking. And um, yeah, joking aside, you know, it's great to be discussing the things that you guys want to discuss. So get those suggestions into me, either by the Facebook group or by heading over to kickbackpodcast.com and I will do my very best within legalities to discuss it on the podcast. Thanks as always, guys. Thanks for your support and I'll speak to you next time. Enjoy our podcast? Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Kickback with Chris on iTunes today.